yo, taking you back to the woods. I was a boy, I wasn't worried at all. Yeah, my yo, yo, it's your boy VA back with AJ, and this is the HR podcast. Appreciate y'all tuning in, like always. Go ahead, holla at him, AJ. Hey, this is for all of y'all. You know, this is the Human Resources Podcast. We're coming with another special one for your day, talking about NBA, the Super Bowl, and a couple other good things going on in the world of sports. So let's get into the meat and potatoes of things, VA. Yes, sir. So we are looking at the contender segment. Ding, ding, ding. That is the first one up. And this time... If you, don't, if you haven't tuned in before, this is going to be a swipe left if you're not feeling it or a swipe right if it's all right. Yes, sir. We're going to kick it off with Tom Brady's retirement. This is the end of an era, end of the GOAT, as most people like to call him. This man has blessed us with his presence for 20 seasons, 20 plus seasons. Um, he has been definitely blessed back um, seven rings unrivaled in touchdowns and in yards um go ahead and give your two cents on this aj well i mean it's not hard to see that tom brady is the goat obviously there's a bunch of great players specifically quarterbacks in the league and even the ones that come before him but it's hard to go against uh tom brady when we're talking about the goat talk whether you're in a barbershop whether you're at your dinner table whether you're just with your boys kicking it talking football Tom Brady is coming up as the greatest of all time. And I I have times where I see, wow, I like to think that I remember my greatest Tom Brady moment. Um, but specifically this last year, man, it's hard to it's it hard, hard to to go against anything that he did in Tampa Bay. Right. He did such a great job when he's in Tampa Bay. He kind of constructed the team and uh he started from scratch. I mean, he already had a resume coming up into that, obviously. But uh, I'll probably say that's his greatest achievement. I'm always going to remember that he left something that he was so comfortable with. And he just dominated for years. But there was another level of respect when he went to Tampa Bay, starting from scratch during COVID, uh, bringing other people out of retirement like Gronk, and uh, just making it, just adding asterisks. Um, basically, to AB legacy. too. AB was like basically retired before he, before Tom brought him on. Like that was another point. That was a great point. I didn't even think about the fact that him moving from the Patriots, where he had been there for twenty plus seasons, and then going to a new team. Like I agree, that definitely rose my respect factor for him to all time high, where I can comfortably say he's the goat for me, the goat quarterback. Before that, you definitely could have said he was a system quarterback. Going to Tampa Bay, not only was like LeBron ish, how LeBron went to Cleveland and, and you know came yeah. back. Not only was that yeah. on that level of goatness, like think of the age he did it at. Like LeBron did it in his prime. True. Like this man is, we don't know when his prime is. He seemed like he's playing the best he's ever played. So it's like, dude could have kept going. I think that is even a bigger respect factor for me. It's like he knows he could still play right now. He's like, I'm going to leave when I want to leave, not when the game is telling me I got to go. And VA, he's a traditional quarterback. He stays in the pocket. He's throwing. And this is also with the way the game is trending towards with these mobile quarterbacks and running. Don't get me wrong. I like that, and I respect that part of the players and stuff, too. But he's a traditional quarterback, and he was just out there with a cannon. Right, right. That's another point. Like, And I think that's going to help 
a lot of QBs to come seeing like, hey, Tom Brady did this till he was 45 or however old he is, the mid 40s, and like was not a mobile quarterback. He didn't have to rely on athleticism. It's about studying. Your, I think more than anything, I think his legacy is tape. That man watched tape like it was like, you know, Saturday morning cartoons. Yeah. Like he loved it. He was giddy about it. Like, dude, <laughs> and like, to me, that's the most important thing about being a, a QB is knowing your opponent, knowing what they like to do. Like, I feel like he knew every move like a DB would make based on the, the play that was, you know, thrown at them. Oh, they're going to cut this way if, if, if you do a, a quick fade yeah, to man. the left. Like, dude was just unmatched. Like, and I think, again, that's going to be his legacy. And like you said, him moving. Next, He segment, definitely didn't cheat the game at all. Right, right, at all. Next segment we're looking at is going to be the opposite of greatness, Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> nah, he's good. But um, oh man, Aaron Rodgers, MVP <laughs> once again. The 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 fake vaccine bandit Ooh. is is back at it again, and he has another MVP. Um, are we gonna swipe left or swipe right on this one? We're gonna swipe right, swipe right on Aaron. All right, ding ding ding, let's go. So um, as you know. He has won his second MVP. Dude um, played at an all-time high this year, except for the playoffs when it really mattered. Um, but he is turning into the regular season king. Um, he is unrivaled. Shade. <laughs> hey, hey, it is what it is. But um, so go ahead and, and actually, let me go ahead and just finish my two-piece on this. So um, Aaron Rodgers, to me, deserved this MVP. Um, I think it's a great consolation prize for not doing nothing in the playoffs. Um, I think it, I don't even like the MVP awards that much anymore. I just feel like they, um, it's, it's, it's too much outside factors that get put into play. But in this case, it didn't. The fact that he, he got the MVP, even with the outside factors, gives me faith in the system. You know, like they're, they're being unbiased. They're going based off play. But at the end of the day, um, like I said, great consolation prize. I'm happy for him. I hope he gets him through the night because he ain't going to have no rings. But um, on to you. You know what, though, man? Without shade or no shade to Aaron Rodgers, my biggest thing this particular season was who else were the candidates for MVP? You know, other than you know, players that aren't quarterbacks. Because it's very hard for a person that's not a quarterback position to get the MVP league. So, yeah, there was some top... Some top uh Yeah, but it's hard, man. But, I mean, it was Aaron Rodgers to lose. He was playing great. They had right. a great season up until the end of the season. But all the other quarterbacks just kind of scratched their name off the list. Like, he didn't really have to do much. I right. mean, he played great. But uh, everyone else just kind of made it easier for Aaron Rodgers. I mean, of course, you have your top receivers like the Cooper Cups, the Devontae uh, Adams, um, a couple of running backs, Taylor out of uh, Indiana. Yeah. You know, they had some good seasons. But uh, at the end of the day, when you leave it up to being a quarterback and then winning the MVP, Aaron Rodgers, man, he's up there. You remember, he's replacing Brett Favre. He has longevity in the game, and it's hard for it's hard for you to root for Aaron Rodgers. But his demise and everybody's demise, at least in my eyes, once you start getting a little fancy with it with the commercials and this and that, 
your game starts falling off and it's going to be interesting to see where he lands at this next season if he's going to continue to play if he's going to go to a make a big splash uh to a big team in the nfl that's just maybe one quarterback one piece away from a championship um yeah i wish him well i think Me he too. deserves it yeah i think i think i honestly think he should have a, a fresh start in another city I know he has a legacy there, but like even Favre had to leave, and I'm sure they like him way more than they like Aaron Rodgers. Um, and I don't, yeah, I don't like all this like I'm hey, I'm, I'm, I may retire, I may not retire. You know, I don't want to be part of a rebuild. I don't like all this like subtle jab. Like, like if if you if you mean something, say it and say it with your chest. He's he's like the king of like yeah. he's like the Drake of the league when it comes to like you know all these the sub these subs and like. Bruh, be direct. Bruh. Like if, if if like you already know, like y'all already got this is like I don't I don't I don't know any other team in the NFC that's gonna be as good as the Green Bay was this year. I mean he's definitely not overstaying his welcome. Like he's great in the game. But I do understand, like, you gotta you gotta make up your mind and you can't be retiring and coming back or being kinda halfway in and halfway out. Like you gotta he's gotta be committed, uh I will say that that would be an asterisk on him this season. You know, he coming into the this season, we didn't know if he was going to play there or not. There was a lot of debate about that. But if he does go somewhere else, more power to him. If he stays, right. he better thug it out. Facts. So, um, next topic for the contender segment is all-star game picks. Swipe left, swipe right on that one. Swipe right. Oh man, we 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 swiping right today. That's some good ones. So, as you know, media got to have their picks after fans voted. Um, many of the the top votes was a little iffy this year. I'm not gonna lie. Um, we had Andrew Wiggins up in there as a starter. Ooh. Yeah, was, man. I don't know how that happened. Ooh. Like, bruh, bruh, bruh. <laughs> I know Don't get me wrong, the young man's doing good. He's but balling. Dang. But like I think I think as as you can see over these past couple year at past couple weeks, like Luca has made a strong point for why he should have been a starter. I know I might got oh, a little yeah. bit of bias over here, but dude has been balling. And the fact that he got zero media votes is like He missed a lot of games though, man. He did. No, nah, not Luca. Not this year. Luca the Don, man, he's been injured, bro. Left he missed right. that many games, bro. You must be thinking of poor, poor Zingas, who they just got rid of. No, him too. Both of them been He's missing. been really out. Nah, Luca ain't been out that much. Um, just a little bit. He had like an ankle issue or something. But he ain't missed too much. Um, maybe like maybe like a week total. Um, but at the end of the day, I think even not even Luca. Like there was other ones that probably should have been a starter. I'm not sure if, if, De- if DeMar DeRozan was a starter. Um, He's a starter. Okay, but that's the East anyway. So in the West, yeah. I mean, in the West, you got Steph Curry, you got John Morant, LeBron James, Nikola Jokic, and Andrew Wiggins. But the the they deserve. I mean, you got to remember that if you're going to take one out, you know, it's hard to put a replacement because a lot of these guys are deserving. But Andrew Wiggins, man, one thing I will say about that specifically is he's been in the league for a few years now, and he's been to a couple of different teams. To me, it's like, okay, you're getting it together, right? But 
he's on the one of the best teams. Exactly. You know, it's it's easy to play with good players. It's it's, they make you better. And not only that, your team shouldn't have to drag the greatness out of you. Like you should be going exactly. out there every night, putting it down the pedal to the metal, getting it going, and you should be uh, encouraging them to play better. If right. you are an all star, a starter in all stars. Yeah, no, I agree a hundred percent. And I and I think that's another factor that I don't know and understand why they don't take that into account. Like, it, it like honestly, without Luca, you think Mavericks would be fifth place in the West? Now, yeah, without man, Wiggins, no. without Wiggins, do you think that that team? What what are they at? I think they're first or second. First or second. First or second. So, you, would you believe they could be first or second in the West without him? Of course, they could. Exactly. You know, he's so not like, detrimental. Yeah. It's not, it's like they could yeah. fill somebody else in that spot to get the minutes and get that same production out of them. Now, that's not saying he's not good because he has some of the best lockdown defense I've seen since Clay. Like as far as the length, being able to move with these young, these smaller guards, like he he gave Luca hell when we played them last. So I give him credit. Yeah, I mean, he deserves to be an All Star, but it's the difference between being an All Star and a starter. Like that's supposed to be like oh, yeah, definitely. top five, definitely. like that's top ten dudes in the league, East in and the West. League. Yeah, and no Not one can that, say he's top ten. True. I agree with you on that one. I, I mean, it's not that he got snubbed because he's still an all-star, but he right. should have been a starter. Right. Um, then you got your replacement players, too. You have DeJounte Murray from the right. Spurs. He was a late addition, and so was LaMelo Ball. LaMelo, which I, I'm, not, they, I'm not tripping on Melo. He was He's been balling. They both been balling. But when right. you look up at that roster and you look at the reserves, man, it's hard to take somebody off there and it slip is. somebody like that in there. It is. I mean, I wasn't, like I said, I wasn't mad about it. Like, I deserved to be, I think Wiggins deserved to be on there. Just like, all right, bro, let's humble let's humble him a little bit. Because y'all, y'all putting his, inflating his head is a little too much. Like, yeah. this, is, this is first ever. To me, if you if you a first-time All-Star, you don't even deserve to be a starter. You got to come in as, you know. Um, uh, yeah, that's a, just respect to the OGs in the game. Right. Come on. <laughs> like, first time, you should be a sub. But I think Luca, first time he was a starter too. Maybe I'm not sure. I can't remember. So he was. He was. So it is what it is. Um, it, it, you know, congrats to him. But at the end of the day, you already know what it's supposed to be. Like it is. It, but I think for the East now, we didn't. We didn't really talk about them too much. I think a new addition, Darius Garland from Cleveland, that was well deserved. Cleveland. Who could have imagined them being at you know what they're like number three, four in the East? They're doing really good, man. And really honestly. Good. Like, it surprised everybody. And when you talk about the East, I mean, you're talking about a possible candidate for the MVP, DeMar DeRozan. You have Trey Young. You have Kevin Durant, Giannis Antetokounmpo, and, of course, Troel Embiid. Right. But, I mean, you can't (laughs) go wrong with that list, man. You cannot go wrong with that list. They're solid. Um, That's a lot of length. That's a lot of size. The only thing that's kind of an asterisk to me on that one uh, as a starter is KD. I mean, KD, don't get me wrong, he's probably the best player in the league as of right now. Like, yeah, you know, I, I got to give the man credit. 
But at the end of the day, he's also missed a lot of games. You also talk about uh, Joel Embiid, maybe a, another front runner for MVP. But this year, he hasn't got bit by the injury bug. No, he hasn't. He's usually injured, and that's what throws him out. That's when throwing him out the last year, the year before that. But uh, I, I'd like to say this whole thing with Simmons is making him uh, carry on. Yeah, I think for sure that um, he wants to prove a point. He can he can carry a team without Simmons, and he and I think this is his year to win the MVP for sure. Um, so I, I like the East side. It's his to lose. Right, yeah, right, for sure. right. Um, so I'm definitely tuning in for that. On to the next one. We're looking at Winter Olympics. And it hadn't been talked uh, about it much. It's left or right swipe on that. Left. All right. <laughs> yeah, left we're gonna keep that on 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 the on the sideline. Next one we're looking at is Nadal now has the most grand slams in men's tennis history. We swiping left or right on that. Uh, I got respect, but let's swipe right to the left. All right, left, 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 to the left, to the left. Uh, All right, we out of there. So next one and the last contender topic is going to be NBA trade deadline. Oh, swipe right. Yes, sir. Let's let's hold up. All right, press the brakes. Go ahead and, 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 and you start this one off, AJ. There's been a lot of uh, crazy trades, man. And, I mean, it happens every year. It's nothing that weird. It's new to yep. us, right? Uh, at the end of the day, there's some big names. Obviously, the front runners is James Harden and uh, Ben Simmons. I mean, that got done. I think yeah. when we initially saw James Harden get traded to the Nets and Daryl Morey left the Houston Rockets GM and started the G- as a GM in uh, Philadelphia, we all knew, okay, man, this is still a possibility. And this was over a year ago. So to see it ha- actually happen, it, right. it's, it's, it's kind of, it's kind of crazy, man. I think that's scary for the league. Anyway, moving forward, like people are going to be really careful when they move forward with James Harden, because he's everywhere, man. Like, Right. He's an everywhere man. And he not only just did it once, he's done it, you know, a few times now. And, uh, you know, that's the big splash for me. You also have to remember that it's an important piece to me that the Philadelphia Sisters got rid of Seth Curry, which he's also a sharpshooter, and Andre Drummond that they acquired this last uh, season. And the first round pick. That was huge. That was that's huge. A, that's a lot. They gave like two picks away. Yeah, man. Uh, that's a, that's big. That's I mean, you big. also have Derek White. He went out to Boston. That's big. He's been in San Antonio me. buckets for a while. That surprised me. But, you know, San Antonio always does good, you know, picking up their talent and molding them. Um, another, another big one. Um CJ McCollum. Oh, Everyone God. now knows is Dame Lillard gonna stay. I hate to say to bring up CJ McCollum, but now we're just wondering what's gonna happen with Dame Lillard. Because I mean, yeah. who are they bringing over there? You know, I mean, they got Bledsoe, they got Justice Winslow, and Keon Johnson. How's and they Dame just beat the Lakers. With that? <laughs> they oh, they beat the Lakers. Oh with my that. gosh, the Lakers. Oh, what did they God. do? Goose eggs, man. They didn't do anything. I mean, I'm kind of glad they didn't, but they better flip it around, man. If they're gonna, 
they should have mortgaged mortgage Westbrook because they they have they they can't do anything next for the next two years with that contract. Like what can it, you do? It's, it's gonna be rough. They should have gave if up. If they that, don't pull that, that something, pick. wrap it out of the hat. They're moving Westbrook. Bro, and the whole reason they didn't do the John Wall trade was because they didn't want to give up a future first rounder for 2027. Why y'all worried about you know what, five though? years from now, bro? You can you can get you can get first round picks back in trades. Like, why are you worried about giving that up? Get get out of that contract. At least Wall can help you this season. You know what, though? John Wall has been injury prone, man. He's been injured. He stays injured. But he ain't been honest, playing. He ain't I, been playing. He ain't, they've been sitting him on the sideline. So he you, he healthy that's right That's true. He's been sitting himself on the sideline because he Yeah, don't they talked play. about it. They talked that like, him and management was like, we just going to sit you on the sideline until we find a trade partner. In Houston, I'd also rather have a triple double from Russell Westbrook, even though he'd be throwing up some crazy stuff and get nine turnovers, turnovers a game. But I'd rather have a triple double and lose than John Wall, you know, gimping up and down the court. That's Ooh. just, bro, why are you saying, bro, it's not that injury prone. I don't know why you're saying that. I'd rather have a dude, but I do know, I do know they should have made him. I'll tell you that they yes. should have made a move and they should have did it earlier. They gave up but, on the I mean, season. We're there wasn't very many candidates. That. I think they they could. I don't know how they could have got CJ McCollum, but if they could have, right? They should have. Right they should have mortgaged. They should have mortgaged three players and Westbrook. I'm pretty sure they would have took that. You know, the Los Angeles Clippers. On the other hand, they made some moves too. They got Norman Powell and Robbie Covington. Yeah, man, that was a. They've been making moves, right. and they look good. And they, they barely, uh, it's scary because I think next year, or next season, that's when they move into their own stadium. Yeah, bro. This uh, th- this has been a trade line for the books. Um, I definitely was very tuned, very much tuned in. Um, I think the obviously the blockbuster trade is going to be the Ben Simmons and Harden trade, which. This man has got himself out of two different franchises within two seasons. Oh like, my god! This is unprecedented. Like, bruh. bruh. And I love it. It's good drama. But at the same time, like him and Ben Simmons are like the poster child for this new age of AAU always entitled play player that you got. And, and with these NIL rules now allowing kids to get all this money and sponsorship, which I'm here for, it's gonna have costs. Because now you're going to have even more entitlement because they're making millions coming out of high school. You know, like, we're never going to see what happened when James Harden went to the Nets to play with KD for the second time and still didn't get no championship. Nothing, bro. That and, man is a curse, a cancer. When he comes to like, you know what though, man? I can't, I can't be mad at James Harden for too much because Kyrie Irving's been sitting out this whole time being selfish. Right. He you know, I had to that. factor in the situation. Big time. Yeah. And I, there was reports that they got into an argument in like, um, um, reports that they got, allegedly had like got into it like in practice after like they had been doing one-on-one, him and Kyrie, and Kyrie was like dominating him and kind of saying he was washed, saying all this stuff. Um, and like, I think that they said that had a big effect on, on, on Harden. I don't think he's completely washed, but he definitely has lost a step. Um, but at the same time, this man be faking it for so much. You can't tell where he's really at. Oh I feel like God. when he goes to Philly, he's going to be averaging 35. I'm like, bruh. bruh. <laughs> like, it's you know what, though, entitled man? divas. The, the, that's exactly right, man. Because not too long ago, 
guess who was doing the same thing? And that, if you look at the whole James Harden situation right now, didn't Kevin Durant do the same thing? He Ooh. wanted out of there. He went to Golden State. He finally exactly. got a taste of victory. He moved on. Then you have homeboy over there, Mr. Poisonous himself, Kyrie Irving, did the same thing, left Cleveland, went to Boston, did the same thing again a couple years later, and now he's in Brooklyn. And now they, those two players want to throw shade at James Harden for doing the same thing. I mean, it's just crazy. Right. Even with the all-star pick, you see the clip of, of LeBron and KD, and LeBron oh, trying yeah. to bait him, in, bait him into picking Harden. He was like, nah, I think we need some size. You know, I'm going to go with Rudy Gobert over there looking like yeah. from Candyman halfway through the transformation. <laughs> KD. Rudy Gobert, man. I'm glad he made it because if not, he'd be crying again. Ooh. Right. <laughs> I'm never going to get over that. Dude, yeah, that was, was ball on the phone. Like my mama said, I ain't make. Why well, ain't making no All Star team? I mean, let me stop. Let me be honest. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I, um, outside of those trades, CJ McCollum trade was huge. He went to New Orleans, right? Yeah. And they got him for like Josh Hart and some picks. I was like, it's that easy? I was yeah. so upset at the Mavs. I'm like, bro, why did y'all not get this man? Like that have been a great addition man. to the Mavericks, bro. The Pelicans still have picks from the Lakers. And they still got Brandon. You got to remember, and they got Zion, Zion that's been out. Bro, good gosh, like, they're going to be good, bro. They're going to be good. Like, and they got to be like, good. Bro, if Zion can on. stay in shape, uh, he might be done, bro. Yeah. They say he like three, three, 360. Ooh. Like, it's getting outrageous over there for him. Yeah. <laughs> like, he might be like. I don't know bro. how. I, I know, like, Zion was like the consensus. Coming out, he's been eating that like, Popeyes over there in Louisiana. I'm like, bro, like John Morant looking like he was definitely should have been number one. Like, uh, I imagine mm-hmm. what New Orleans would be at with him. But um, outside of that, the one that I really was like big on was this Porzingis trade. Yeah, that's something I wanted to elaborate on. So Dallas finally got off that man's books. He's been in and out of the lineup. They said he, this. this, this Wow, they said the statistics on him playing was 60%, 61% of the games he played, we won. 62% of the games he didn't play, we won. So it was like a wash when the man's there, when he's not there. Um, 62% and 61%, bro, that's over 100%. <laughs> I know, but I'm saying this is 60 out of 40 for each category. 60 okay. out of 100, I mean, for each category. So out of 100 for when he's not playing and 100% for when he is playing, we went at about the same rate regardless. It's around 61. He's, he's, the, uni- he's the unicorn. He's the unicorn. you never see him. Ooh. Exactly. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> got him! <laughs> That's yeah, why. That, that is... I think he's going to be good, man. You got to remember when he, when he was a happy camper and he was, quote-unquote, leading the team and doing well in New York as a Nick. You know, he was putting up numbers. He wasn't hurt. He was happy. And, you know, I wish best the best for him. But right. I don't know what's going to happen in Washington, you know. They gave up Spencer Dinwiddie and this dude Bertans, which I think 
one, they're easier to move off the books because, you know, the Easter contracts is pretty formidable. It's not like crazy. And then two, like the years before they came to Washington, which is like a joke of a franchise, they actually had decent numbers. They were good. Both Dude, but Bertans, stop right there. Bertans bro, 40%. is a sleeper, bro. He, he is, is bro. He, he is, is good, man. He's been Next balling. to Luca, too. And I think he's been injury prone, too. I know. You True, got, he they has. Got steal, both man. of them, both of them, him and, and Spencer have both tore the MCL. So that's another issue. But, but I think. Bertans is solid. He is, bro. And he's a good height. And, like, dude can shoot. He's going to be like, he's going to be like that dude um, for Miami, that um, that tall white boy from Miami uh, who shoots all them threes. Remember that year they went to the finals? Tyler Hero? No, not Hero. The other one. The one that just shoots the threes. Oh, Robinson. Yes. He's kind of like him. I think he'll play that role. And then Spencer Dinwiddie, bro, he can can create off the dribble. He can shoot. Like, dude was nice. For for the Nets, remember that year before they got KD? Like, he was killing it. He was six man of the he's, year. I think he's candidate. still worthy. He's still worthy. It's just the system. Like Jason Kidd, bro, he has turned Dallas into third in the league in defensive efficiency. First over the last, like, I think two months. Like they have been killing it. And that had was nothing they ever had under Rick Carlisle. So I think the fact that you trade a, someone who was great when he was there for the most part, because there's games he disappeared. Porzingis, like it was just so much, so frustrating having to deal with what if for him. You never know what you're gonna get out of him. It's like a box of chocolates. And so, what I'm to, to move on from that to more certainty, I'll take it because a lot of people try to say we lost this trade, the Mavericks. But like, it's not you're not gonna lose when you have certainty in what you're gonna get from a player. Like, I'd rather have that. And then again, you can easily move them in the offseason. Like, what could we get for Porzingis, bro? He doesn't play enough. So uh, that's true. He's always injured. Exactly. I think I think it was a good trade for what they could do. Of course, they could probably do better. But again, no one wants to trade for somebody that's not playing. It just don't work like that. Yeah, definitely. I think they both came out on top. Porzingis needed his new right. for, uh, new he did. start, and uh, you know Dallas got some pieces. Right, him and Luca never really, really saw eye eye to eye. Like Porzingis still wanted to be that guy. He has the opportunity. That's that foreign hate, man. It is like, hey, it's like that black on black crime. (laughs) (laughs) Black on black hate, but that foreign on foreign hate. Hey, Luca be talking dirty to them other foreigners, bro. That that dude that played for Magic, that Wagner, he he be shooting that three, be like, he can't guard me. (laughs) He look at the bitch, Wagner. Wagner, there you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's funny. All right, so that is it for contender segment. We're moving on to functioning organizations. Go ahead and kick that off, AJ. All right, for those that are uh, just tuning in for the first time, functioning organization, uh, we're going to go over a topic, VA, and uh, I'm going to give you a topic, VA, and I want to know the first word or the first phrase that comes to your mind when you know i bring up the topic it will go into depth and i'll give you mine as well uh so let's talk since we're on the subject nba when what's the first thing that comes to your mind when you hear the los angeles lakers (laughs) bruh i i hate to say it but this is what comes to mind i gotta be honest Instead of the Lakers, now they're called the Fakers. I'm sorry. (laughs) 
They oh, are. Man. They are now the Los Angeles Fakers, Ooh. bro. It is. You didn't have to go there. <laughs> I hate it. I hate to say it. That's like my second team, but they are like really fooling themselves if they think they can go anywhere with this team. They, the fact that they even made that trade was just like I, I would rather take Buddy Hield in, in a heartbeat. I got I got the mindset of the trade though. It was like, okay, if we have Russ and we have Carmelo Anthony, there's no way they can't be able to sustain the the, the output that LeBron does by himself when he's on the bench trying to rest, trying to get through this regular season. This man is getting up there. You would think they could be able to ride at least the ship, keep it afloat. No, they are sinking that. <laughs> it is going down, down, down. To the depths of the sea like bruh it has just been a dumpster fire um i think honestly frank vogel is not the coach he's not the coach bro it just has been disappointment after disappointment the losses have been baffling watching westbrook has been unbearable it's like you know taking acid it's, it's, just, it's just a terrible trip and i just am not uh, i have no high hopes whatsoever for them for this season uh, to me it's like we can see what we can do next year, but like they have the oldest roster in the league. Don't nobody play defense. The, the main guy holding the ball, other than LeBron, is a turnover machine. It's just a train wreck. So that that's that's what I got you got for you today. They are the Los Angeles Fakers for the rest of this year. AD, I don't even want to mention AD. His Man, name well. is no longer AD, bro. It's just Anthony. <laughs> it's Ant. <laughs> Hey, what's up, man? You know what, man? I it's difficult for me to even listen to the, all that hate, uh, but it's all valid, and so that's disappointing. But I guess for me, the first thing that comes to mind when I hear the Lakers now is swindled. And what I hit, what I mean by that, man, is they they all got swindled in the game of LeBron, Rob Polinka, right, in their own heads. You know, Rob Polinka is trying to make LeBron happy. LeBron's trying to get so and so there so he can have a shot at another championship. Right. Um, all the pressure is getting put on Vogel and on Westbrook. I do think that they can change West West. Uh, Russell Westbrook around and he should come off the bench he should be the sixth man he should be in that rotation let him do all his up and down but keep AD on the floor for a little bit two three minutes you know when uh when Russell comes in LeBron goes out um Vogel I mean it's hard to blame a head coach at this point when you know you you guys have professionals in the game yeah, they he, they can run so many plays, but for the most part, they're just up and down anyway. True, you know he's on them about defense. That's pretty much all he can be on them about because everybody's a prima donna over there. Um, so they just swindled, man. They just I, I don't. They're not swindling the league, that's for sure, because they're not pulling one over on anybody. Nobody, um, everybody eats on them. I guess what's the most disappointing thing about it is that when you really saw this team constructed on paper, everyone was like, oh, yeah, don't sleep on the Lakers. They're going to, you know, they're going to come out the West and uh, they're going to beat a lot of teams. And, you know, they're probably the forerunners for the championship. But that's not going on in anybody's head right now. Nobody. Um, All right, VA. 
Next one on functioning organization. Um, let's talk about Brian Flores. What's the first thing that comes to your mind when you hear Brian Flores? Colin Kaepernick. <laughs> it's funny. The first thing I hear is another <laughs> man's name, but um, that's what he's kind of turned into for black coaches. Um, I think I think it's even bigger because Colin Kaepernick was taking a stand for like something that had nothing to do with the NFL. This dude is taking a, a direct jab at the NFL, like one two to the face, and like that's good, saying, man. I like, never heard. I never put it in that perspective. Like it really is like he's really doing something because he, you know he, he off the off the rip he sacrificed his career in the NFL. At least calling it like oh, yeah. Colin had maybe a chance of getting back in it because he wasn't directing it at them. Like he took a direct jab at the NFL at three of the teams there, and you know what they do when it comes to defending each other. They they all muscle up and start throwing back. Oh, this is false. This is no way. They start doing all kind of crap. So. I think um, it's unfortunate, but I feel like it needed to be done. Because honestly, without that, without him doing that, I don't see Lovey Smith getting hired. I don't see him getting rehired. I think they would have hired. Uh, they was they was talking to, to, to Josh McGowan, McCown, whatever the hell his name is. Like, dude is is a high school coach. Ain't even the head coach in high school, bro. He was a quarterback in the league behind I think Cam Newton for a long time. And they was going to hire this man as the head coach of an NFL organization. Like, if that ain't the, like, buddy-buddy here behind the door, handshake, uh, you know, you look like me, so let me hire somebody like me when I was a little kid. Like, if that ain't it, I don't know what it is, bro. And it's just like, it really needed to be called out, and I'm glad he did that because, like I said, he wouldn't have got hired. The other guy in um, the San Francisco coordinator who's apparently half black, I don't think he might not got hired. He ain't really got no experience. So he lay on the sword, you know, for 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 the for the cause. And I I can't do nothing but appreciate that man because he deserved a, another job. He did a great job in Miami for what he was given. Like Tua was hurt half the time. Well, hopefully he made enough money uh tanking uh and getting the money off those tanking games because you're <laughs> right. right, it's a wrap for him. <laughs> Um, affirmative action is the first thing that comes to my mind when I hear that. And it's crazy because this story kicked off right at the beginning of Black History Month. Um, dude basically said that he's making $100,000 um, for tanking games. The interesting thing to me about this whole that. thing... Well, he, he said he didn't take it. Yeah, he said he didn't take that. He said he doesn't do that. But yeah, supposedly he got offered that. Supposedly that's what the story is. And that's that's where I, it, this is gets a little weird for me. Because it's like, okay, you know, how come now all of a sudden you're not the head coach? You want to bring this out there, right? And uh, supposedly you didn't take the money. But how come you didn't say anything? When, you know, your team was bad and you were already in the heat and under the water. That's my first thing. My second thing is like, okay, well, you have, uh, what's his name? Hugh Jackson from Cleveland. He also started co-signing him and saying, yeah, this is the thing. Like, I've been offered money to tank too. And so it's kind of like, okay, well, you have somebody else kind of, you know, patting your back on it and saying, yeah, it happened to me. But at the same time, 
he didn't have a job. Like, you straight lost your job as Brian Flores and getting any other chance at being a head coach. But he was already out of it. He was not getting another head coaching job. No. Um, so, yeah, you're right. He he laid down on the sword for that one. Um, it's hard to see what's going to happen with this and, and if they'll even start talking about it or just kind of sweep it under the rug. Because right. if there is any evidence of this happening, you know, oof. People paid a lot of money on the NFL, man. Right. You know, you're talking about tanking games, and now if we get in the mob and people knocking knees in because they ain't paying their debts, um, but they losing and winning a lot of money just off betting alone. And if you're tanking games, the NFL really has a serious problem. Right, because apparently it was um, trying to tank la- to, get, to get higher draft picks, so... I mean, maybe not that extreme where they, you know, they betting money on losing, but I think just trying to get, you know, these top picks that are coming out, but that ain't the way to do it. It's not the way to do it, but I mean, I get it. If you're getting a Joey Burrow or if you're getting right, a Right, change the franchise, see? Yeah. Right. And so, I mean, this is leaving uh, to our last segment on uh, functioning organization. Obviously, let's talk about the one and only the Super Bowl. So, what's the first thing that comes to your mind off this Super Bowl LV one? What is it? What number is that for this LV1? year? LV1. To be honest, I have no idea, man. I don't know why they do that. <laughs> they should say 2022 Super Bowl. Right. It might have been cool, you know, when it first started, right? Because you know the whole Roman numerals this. thing. But yeah, bro. I mean, that's that's dumb. Just go with the year. That's like what? Don't nobody know what that 30, means. Thirty-five, thirty something. I don't know. It's like, more than that, but it's ridiculous. It, that, <laughs> it's dumb. It's dumb. I can tell you that. Just twenty twenty-two Super Bowl champion, because no one's right. going over here talking about Super Bowl LV one. Exactly. It sounds oh, stupid. It sounds like a damn. <laughs> it sounds like a, a, a the model of a car. Yeah, dude. <laughs> I'm dropping that LV one. <laughs> so uh yeah man i'm i'm hyped for this one this is a good one last year was a snoozer um it wasn't even like it, it was just like what is this like patrick mahomes got completely dominated by tampa bay's defense it wasn't even fun to watch it this one it, i think it really is it's like david and goliath like because you know the rams got everybody like we talked about this last episode uh rams are just stacked bro and I mean, even though we both we both kind of whiffed on on our picks last time because we had, I think we had Tom Brady. Uh, no, we had Tom Brady losing to the Rams, um, but we had we definitely didn't have Joe Burrow going back into the Super Bowl. Like I don't think no one saw yeah. that coming. And Only I'm happy they for, did. right. I'm happy for the kid because first year he yeah. got hurt. I didn't know how he was going to come back from that, and he came back stronger. Like even with that sorry O line they got, like dude has been getting hit, getting hit, getting hit, coming back up, throwing daggers. Like, he has some great grit to him. Dude has some nice swag. I like him. They've been talking about him being the next Tom Brady. Like, hold your horses. Let's see if he can win one first. But um, as far as, like, the demeanor, I can see that. Um, I am looking forward to David um, Odell Beckham getting his his little moment, you know. I think I think this is his time to shine. I hope, I hope the Rams get this one. Honestly, but so you yours know, is David and Goliath. That's what I believe in. But you know, I, I'm hoping Goliath. I'm, I'm feeling like Goliath's gonna win. I kind of, I kind of want them to win. Get that monkey off their chest. The Rams have done a lot of 
offseason additions to make sure that they shore themselves up for this title run. I think it's good for the league. At the same time, Joe Burrow winning is good for the league, showing how, you know, if, if you draft right, you get the right picks around him because they have a nice wide receiver core, all young. Like, you mm-hmm. can really make it. Like, they, they are, most of them are on rookie contracts and they're going this far. Like, it's the opposite of the Cowboys who have to pay everybody and can't make it at the first round. So I think yeah. it's a testament to that quarterback, to, to, to honestly, because I think if you give Joe Burrow what Dak has, they get they make it to Super Bowl every year. Oh, yeah, man. Joe Burrow is the truth. And not only that, uh, you know, he'll be the first quarterback to win, right? The Heisman, a national championship, and a Super Bowl. Yeah, he would be. And it will be barely in his, what, his uh, second year. Yes, and, <laughs> that's, and that's what's so hard about it because you people are not realizing that on that third one, make to be able to win a Super Bowl as a Heisman Trophy winner, meaning you went to a sorry ass, sorry team, <laughs> that means you went to a sorry team and you took them always to the freaking highest level anyone could achieve in football across the board. In year two. Year two. Year two. Yeah, man. That's, that's like that's Ben wild. Roethlisberger, Tom Brady level right there. Well, for me, when I hear Super Bowl LV1 slash 2022. Mine was David and Goliath. I guess I didn't explain that. Mine was David and Goliath. Bruh. Yours is go ahead. Okay, yeah. David and Goliath. Mine is going to have to be... I guess I'm going to have to go with the game or the show. And what I mean by that is, is the game going to be worthy enough for us to watch? Is it going to be a snoozer like it is last year? Is, you know, the Rams going to run away with it? Is the underdogs going to just, you know, make it a good game or are they going to run away with it? Or are we all going to be sitting here spinning our thumbs around, getting our appetizers ready for the halftime show? Because it's going to be one or the other. And with all this talk about the halftime show, man, I'm expecting big. I'm expecting big. You know, I think it was last year they had the weekend and the weekend had ended up spending like eight million dollars of his own money to make the soup and to show better. And to be honest, I was like, what? What did he spend his money on? Right. This dude better ask for a refund. But anyway, they supposed to be giving <laughs> these dudes uh, more money to make the show, you know, the halftime show that much greater. But uh, that's honestly what I think of. And I, I I never think about the halftime show ever in Super Bowl history have I ever done that. But this year, I'm I'm... I'm worried about how the game's going to go. I don't know when I sit down and I got my little buffalo wings or something on the side, something cool to drink. Is this game going to even be worth watching or am I going to have to make something else out of it with the halftime show? I mean, halftime commercials ain't even what they used to be. Oh, okay. yeah, that's that's another thing. But you're right. You are definitely right about that one. They used to be way better. And it's not because we just getting older, man. I just, I, honestly, I feel like they don't try no more. They don't. Maybe they, you know what? Maybe they're smart nowadays and they're like, you know, we've been paying way too much for this little 30 right. seconds. So let's you, just, right, make it let's simple. just get it out. Because you, you spend all, yeah. your, all your budget on getting a spot. So it's like, why go overboard True. on making a commercial? 
when when because I think also yeah. what it has to do with that is like nowadays like everything's over the top. Regular old spice commercials have messed up everything. So like everything is over the top yeah. every day. So it's like what I'm gonna do for the Super Bowl that I don't already do for a regular nine o'clock spot on a Wednesday. <laughs> like it's like they already everybody has everything now. It's so overexposed in this in this society of like having everything right now and it's just everything's over the top. So um, I agree with you. Like it is gonna be a competition between the game and the show. Like I feel like majority of people are going to be tuning in for the show people that especially people that aren't like big football sports fans they're going to want to at least watch that halftime show so what's going to get talked about more yeah than on on, on the next day on Man. monday mm, well we'll see i mean it's going to be to me it's going to be simple if the game's any good within the first quarter you know, it's going to be a good game. Even if it's, you know, a 10-point a, a difference, it's probably still a good game because somebody's in striking distance. But if not, we'll know by halftime because it's halftime. I don't know, man. That's when the show going to start. I, I think it's a great matchup, though, because with the Rams, they don't have a very good second second half adjustment. Like, they, they don't really make good adjustments. And so, honestly, I, and, I think their defense overrated. It is a little at times it can be, and and then you see the Bengals like they come back on. They, look, 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 look how they came back on Patrick Mahomes. They was down like twenty four to three or something. Came back yeah, in man. the second half. So they stick around. They stick they around do. and they stay fighting. And uh, honestly, you know, like I said, they done a really good job over there. I don't know what it is, but everybody just rises to the occasion, and when they're they num- when their numbers called, they make it happen. Right, right, definitely. So definitely going to be tuning into that. So let's go ahead and kick off the last segment of the day. It's called All in the Family. Um, this is going to be topics where we're talking about current players and how it, it kind of intertwines with their family life and, and kind of make it hit home for y'all. So um, this topic is going to be about Dorian Finney-Smith. He is a power four slash guard for Dallas Mavericks. He went undrafted in 2016. Um, he is, um, I guess this would make him like his sixth season that he's in. And um, going undrafted, you're not going to make a lot of money right off the bat, but apparently he just signed a four-year, $52 million contract extension um, after the trade deadline ended. And he had he had a quote for him. Yeah, Moolah, baby. Right. <laughs> Got that money. And so um, that's about $13 million a year. That's pretty good uh, for somebody that was undrafted. And so he had a quote a quote that um, was taken from him after he got his extension talking about his mom had to work at Church's Chicken for the first couple of years when he was in the league. He said it feels good to finally let his mom, you know, rest and kick her feet up and, and kind of relax after, you know, a long life of of working hard, which we all dream to do that for our mothers. You have got to so, be kidding me. So, uh, we, I, we just wanted to discuss, like, I know dude ain't been making a lot of money, but before that, he was on a three-year, $12 million contract, so that's about $4 million a year. So, he went from $4 million to, to $13 million, and he said first couple of years. So, I'm like, you know, maybe he meant, like, you know, like, when he first, first was in the league, his first contract, which was, like, he was only making, like, 500000 a year at that point. And if you break that down, like first year, twenty, he was he made five hundred forty three thousand his first year. The second year, he made one point three million. 
third year, 1.5 million. So then if, if we say first couple of years, we say within them first three years, his mom was still working at church and chicken. So if you, if, especially first year, mama, you're going to have to keep working. Like if you break that down, you, you couldn't, cutting that 500,000 and a half for taxes. Then you got the, the agent. Then you got your cost of living, wherever you at. You can't you can't stay you you're an NBA player now. You can't be in the in the boonies. You got to be somewhere nice. Then you got um people in your family want some money. So like that first year I understand. Second year like you still technically you're not really a millionaire when you take all them taxes out second and third year. He's not really a millionaire until 2019. 1.5 million Half of that gone, so he's he not really a millionaire. Millionaire yet? He not really, oh, bro. Goodness, this dude. You know what? I get the whole mama. I made it. You know, let me get some nice things, right? Let me uh, take care of the family. But you gotta live within your means, man. Do you know how many people are living out here? You know, with way less money and. Uh, I, I mean, we we take care of our mama. You take care of your mama. I take care of my mama. You know, we they they might still gotta work. They might still gotta do what they gotta do. But at the end of the day, like if we were millionaires, honestly, that's gonna instantly change, man. That's gonna right. instantly change. Ain't no one flipping no grease no more. Um, <laughs> at the at the, at the end of the day, like dude is tripping. I I don't know. I, I'm in so regardless. By what much, year? You you would have been first year I told you five hundred thousand. So by what year are you saying all right, mama, no more working? Five hundred thousand is a lot of money to I, I I mean maybe with you know being young and dumb and being new to money and stuff like that and and me personally trying to think about this maturely, um at that age I probably would have done the same exactly. thing. Right. right, but but 22. now, yeah. It, looking back on it, I would have known. Okay, yeah, this is ridiculous. Got to get my mom, mom up out of out of the chicken place, man. But um, the only thing that I can see why he didn't is because they must have got a good discount, bro. <laughs> they had to get a good discount. Uh, with, with churches <laughs> because, <laughs> I, I mean why would you have her there bro I mean you gotta oh, you're making now in year two 1.5 is that what you said 1.5 yeah by, by his second year no second year he made 1.3 1.3 and the, the final year was 1.5 yes first three years yeah okay so even after those three mama was still there man like I don't. I don't. I, at that point, I don't get. I don't. I get think. It. I think maybe about after the third year, because he got he got that four million dollar contract in his fourth year. So probably this by by that fourth year, she probably wasn't working no more. Maybe just for three years. I mean, even if you have your own spot, right? You're you're Dorian. Uh, Dorian. Um, what's his name? Dorian Finney Smith. Dorian Finney Smith. You have Dorian Finney Smith in his own place. You don't have to move Mama in. Right, you can get her a little apartment. It don't have to be, you know, nothing fancy. But there's steps, man. He's he wasn't taking none of no steps. He was not taking. I'm no sure steps. he was. I'm sure he I mean, was. He, at least. he probably like got her a car. Maybe he might be t- paying for stuff, paying for rent. But as far as of like retiring her completely, yeah. But what? But what you look hard. like rolling up to churches, 
about to clock in in a brand new Mercedes, man. Come on. <laughs> Priorities. Oh my Come God. on, man. That's messed up. Nah, I, I, man, I, I, I see it. I understand. And then, you know, I, I, I don't understand. But at the same time, like as a young person at that age, that's kind of hard to like be that financially stable. It is. Enough. You know, to like take care of somebody else, and like also you have to take into account. Like his mama might have been like, "No, like I know you making money, but you're not making enough." So she might have been like, "I'm trying to keep working." You know, I know this. This parents like that. That's possible. I mean, it's hard to go back and put yourself in someone else's shoes and what they are going through, and you having no idea. But right. and he wasn't I mean, sure. It is definitely easy. At it that is point, definitely he wasn't easy sure, for me to say you have X amount of money. You get right. to do what you want with it. You know, and I get it. Like I said earlier, it's different being a way younger uh, and and barely dealing with money coming in like that uh, compared to now at an older age. But, nah, man. That, that's okay, but that's knowing you, When you first said that, I was like... <laughs> Bruh. But knowing you, you if say you're you not drafted. You, you barely made it into the league. You don't even know how long you're going to be in the league. You could be in a G League at any point in time. So, like, t- making yeah. somebody go ahead and retire, knowing you don't even know if you're going to make it past year three in the NBA is not a smart move. Yeah. So, may- I mean, maybe he was saving his money and doing, right. I don't know, investing or doing something smart with his money. Right. Um. But at the end of the day, man, I mean, it, it's hard. It's hard to say. It's hard to say what other people should do with their money. It really it is. is. It is. Because you There's don't so know what factors. they they in and out things of the day that they got to go through. But I do know when I hear that story, it's a little. It's a little <laughs> wild. Right. It is. I, I, I probably would have kept that one to myself because I know everybody was like, "Bro, you had your mom working at churches while you was in." Did the it league? come out on like a Snapchat or something? Instagram. Nah, it was on on Twitter, all over Twitter. Mm. And, now, and then, like, the media picked it up, so they kept talking about it on Sports Center and stuff. I was like, oh, yeah, they definitely spreading that. <laughs> I would have kept yeah. that to myself. Wow. Uh, wow, I didn't hear that. That one, When you said that, I was like, what? <laughs> right, right. But that is the podcast episode for today. I appreciate y'all tuning in. Until next time, this is your boy, V.A., and AJ, remember yes. it's all fun and games until someone gets called into HR. And so yes, until next time, y'all. I holla. <laughs>